Back to wrapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. This is Rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor coming at you live from 11th and O Street, our new building down here in the heart of Lincoln, America. It's grand. It's great. We've got sunlight. we've We've got natural light coming in through the big windows. We're seeing cars drive by. We're seeing buildings, the trees out in front of us. I just I just love this view. It's so much better than where we were. Yeah, I'm looking at the old, you wouldn't know this, the old Miller Payne. Building. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. I no. went there. Dude, I went there and actually got my first winter coat when I came to Nebraska. Really? Yeah. What was it? I never what really was had it like, like a winter coat. What was it like coming from Southern California? Yeah, Southern California. To, to Lincoln, Nebraska. I understand you, you came here for came here for the football. Yeah. You came here for the university. But what was like the 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 culture <laughs> the cult- shock? Uh, the culture shock wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, Fresno is Fresno's a lot like Lincoln. Really? You know, it's almost the haves and haves nots, you know. And I I grew up on the west side, you know, but I was bust on all white school, mm-hmm. you know, when they had segregation, that kind of stuff. Um, so I was accustomed to being around a lot of white people, if you want to say it like that, you know, which is so which is a great experience for me. Um, I learned so much from that. But so really wasn't a culture shock in that regard. Now it was a shock as far as how crazy people is about football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to call that a culture shock, but that was something to to really relish in. It was just a cold. I mean, it was like I never really experienced. Like I told the story to someone when I, when I took my recruiting trip to come here, and I flew into Denver, and mm-hmm. I was walking, you know, from the tarmac when you walk through the tunnel or whatever to get on the plane, and the breezeway or whatever, and um, the air just was cold. Like I never felt cold. It was like being in a freezer. <laughs> so I never, I never, I don't know, I never felt cold air like that. You never experienced no, that, so that part so of that it. Was, and then, you know, when I came here, and they were practice, practicing for the Sugar Bowl, and it was outside. But at that time, you're so excited about stuff, and you're in and out of cars, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, walking from Harper Shram Smith, the dormitories, to class. Yeah. It was cold, man. Like, like, just couldn't believe how it was just cold. You're like, what is happening yeah, right now? Yeah, and um, I'm used to it now. But I really wasn't used to it to maybe like my junior, senior year. Um, you know, we play a lot in the rain and sleet and stuff like that. But uh, it was just cold, man. Then, of course, when you go to Canada, it's a different type of cold. Oh, yeah. that's Edmonton, I can't Edmonton, even imagine Edmonton, that. Yeah, I mean, it gets dark like at 4 o'clock. And, I mean, it's, it's stupid cold. Do you, do you um, remember the first game you played like in the snow or in like the blistering cold? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a famous game here. We played against KU, Kansas, my sophomore year. And this one, it snowed a lot, man. They brought actually brought tractors on. At halftime to clear the snow. Really? Yeah. You know, at first it's fun. I feel know? like I should know this. You should. <laughs> you should know this stuff. Yeah, they got great pictures of that. No, that was cool, you know. Um, and but once you get over the coolness of it, you realize that <laughs> and Coach Osmond wouldn't let the quarterbacks wear sleeves. Mm. Like anyone who touched the football, you couldn't wear sleeves. The co- well, I guess you were you were running a lot with it. You it, was, tuck it, it, was just, it was just yeah. another one of his his things that he had that if you carried the football, he wanted the pig skin on your skin. I, it makes sense. You know? It does not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. 
I look. I, that's one thing I love about Oklahoma. They could wear sleeves. Like I wore, I wore <laughs> sleeves. So I wore. That's fine. I didn't fumble. So later, I got smart. I actually wore a turtleneck because that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. when you wear a turtleneck. But I had to cut the sleeves off. Mm-hmm. At least my neck was my neck was <laughs> my neck was warm. So no. And so you do little things like that. But and then once I got in Canada, I was very much prepared for the cold weather. You ever see I the mean, big boys not wearing sleeves? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that. Man, Danny Noonan who was an All American. Used to come out there with just a shoulder pads and no shirt. Really, it was stupid, crazy man. He was, he, he was. I mean, I love this interview. I, I text him because he was on the big screen last week, and that dude was just a beast. I mean, he was, he was so old school, it was ridiculous. He was like the Remingtons and the Stein Coolers. He was just, he was just a nut, man. So we'd be out there stretching before practice, you know, warm ups, doing calisthenics and that kind of stuff. And he's just putting his pads on and no shirt. And he's like, like, all right, man. let's do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like what you're, is you're your crazy. problem? You're crazy, but you know, he's a native Nebraska and all that kind of stuff. But he was a beast. Just some crazy yeah. people. But um, but it takes it takes some use to getting planted in the cold. Oh yeah, you just you can't fight it. You can't fight it. You just have to accept it. It's going to be like this for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. you know, and then take handle your business and then go home. The first know? time I played in the cold, it was high school. I obviously, didn't play football in college. I was in high school. The first I time played I in the played rain. in the oh, dude, rain games are fun. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I never played in the rain until granted, I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to like hold on to and throw the football. I had, I had to catch it, but it was yeah. I could catch it. It was fine. And you tuck it. Like I said, you didn't fumble, one, so I was good. But one thing I wish we could have done when I played, I wish we could have. And I don't know why we didn't do this because when I played, they had brand new footballs like just came out of the back out, out of the package, mm. and they were slick. It was so much wax on them, and and I didn't learn this until like 10, 15 years ago. You can quarterback can choose his football and bring it to the game and play with those old footballs. Those are the best footballs, man. That you play oh with yeah, the the scuffed the up ones. Those are I don't know I don't know if they're easier to throw. They're no, easier to no, catch. They're, no, they're a lot easier to throw because new balls right out of the they're out of slick. the package. They're slick. And the threads, they cut your finger. Oh. I used to get cuts on my finger. And if they get wet, they, they will pop out. They'll pop out like anything because mm-hmm. they're so slick. And they're brand new balls. They used to, I, don't, I don't know if that was a rule then, and then they changed it. But I was, I would have been a much better quarterback if, could, <laughs> if I could have been less fumbles and interceptions, too, if I could have used balls that I played with during the week. Yeah, it was a lot easier to catch the ones that were already yeah. worn. So yeah. I understand that. Um, Little things about football that makes a huge difference that the average person wouldn't know yeah so yeah. so moving on from quarterbacking yeah. running back what about we don't talk about running backs man the nebraska running back situation <laughs> is in a little bit of a pickle what's the pickle about it they're number one and number two on the depth chart running backs okay. gabe irvin and ramir johnson yeah out for the season um yeah. with a shoulder and a hip injury with a hip for man. for Gabe and a shoulder for Amir, I believe. These guys are going down like please, man. Out for the season. Anthony Grant, last year's leading rusher, almost yeah. a thousand yards last year, but wasn't the starter this year due to fumbling issues. He was <laughs> the one that fumbled against Minnesota yeah. and then didn't play against Colorado, scored a touchdown against Northern Illinois. Guys, guys are gonna fumble. You just can't make it a habit, man. Yeah, you're well, gonna, apparently that was the issue is that he just couldn't hold on the ball in yeah. practice. So they're like, look, man, you're they said he's he's got all Big Ten potential. But they don't want him on the field because he's going to fumble. Well, he, well, what good is having potential if you're not on the field? Well, now he's number one. Now, okay. now you know, he's got the potential. He's got to put it to use. He's got to hold yeah. on to the ball because he's going to be the starting running back. Emmett Johnson, the redshirt freshman out of Minnesota, Mr. Football coming out yeah. of Minnesota uh, last two years ago, whenever, whatever, last year, two years ago, yeah. his last year in high school, he's a redshirt freshman. Um, he'll be the backup. And then true freshman, Quentin Ives, uh, the six foot two, 185 pound running back. Will be the right. third string running back, I, I Nebraska, don't, don't, in a little bit of a pickle. I don't, I don't know what the pickle is, but I don't know much about these guys, you know. So no, don't worry, nobody does. Yeah, so that's why I like to find out what we're going to get. You do, you never know. 
Like you never know what you're going to get. Someone, someone you may not expect much of may surprise you, mm -hmm. right? And someone you may have all these high expectations, they disappoint you, mm -hmm. you know? So, and I haven't seen very many practices and they don't really do too much in practices anymore. So that's one reason why I don't go. So I just wait till they're really under fire mm -hmm. and then I make my evaluation. Now, I do know this. You need at least two quality running backs, you know? Yeah. Uh, Nebraska's always had that, always. And in order to be successful, you're going to need that. Um, especially now the way these guys are going down, all the history that they have. So, you know, um, I liked what I saw of the running backs a little bit that I did see last week. Mm -hmm. you know, I like the play calling. Well, the, the, the number you know, one guy so, that you were seeing, number yeah, number 22, you're not going to see him anymore. You're not going to see him, so that's why you got to have depth. You know, you, at Nebraska, I'm reminiscing now. We used to go back where we just reloaded at position. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what Alabama does. They just reload at every <laughs> every position. So that's where, that's a long, long, long way to get to. But um, you just got to have some quality players on your squad, and that's why you got to recruit year in and year out. Mm -hmm. You're going to have injuries. Guys are going to go down. Guys are going to underperform. And I hope you get lucky and a couple of guys surprise you. Like, I'm hoping this Heinrich kid can surprise us. You know, mm -hmm. I've heard a lot about him since he's been here. Big arm, big kid, but just didn't, um, you know, just didn't process things all that great, you know, or he was learning. So there, there's a learning curve, mm -hmm. you know, and um, but I was I was pleased with that running back situation. I'll tell you what I am happy with is the offensive line. Yeah, I think they're from what we've witnessed in the past, where this, which I definitely think it's a direct result from coaching that they're better. Mm -hmm. Overall, they're better. Fundamentally, getting in position, doing things. Um, so we're better in protecting. I think we're better just from coaching alone. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's been a good sign. So there's enough there at Nebraska right now where I could really say, from what I've seen so far, I'm going to watch more teams you know, the in, in the Big Ten and especially the West, that I would not be surprised if we're somehow in the mix if we get better, mm -hmm. continue to get better, some guys stay healthy, then we could compete for the West. I'm not saying we're going to go do all these great things, yeah. but that's very encouraging. And uh, that's one reason why I'm back on the ticket, <laughs> you know, because there's been some good things to talk about uh, with what this current administration has done so far. With, uh, hold on, with you saying that, give me one yeah. second. I have this, uh, this thing that I want to play since you said that. It better be good. Just when I thought I was out. Pull me back in. <laughs> I love just that. You know, you said you're back on the ticket. So, that's, you know, just that's, that's my thing. You had to, had to bring my, you back. You got to get my Judge Judy on, though. Judge oh, Judy is your, the best, man. Oh, I have to get your, your what? My you opinion's the only one that counts. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> Judge Judy's the bomb. There you go. That's that's for you. That's, yeah. for, that's for anybody, said, that, anybody that has anything to say against yeah, what, what, said, what Steve's saying right now. My opinion's the only one that counts. Yeah. But the way, the way she says it, she, you should get a video she has, of it, right? She has her hands no, up. This was a tough week for me because my daughter, my oldest, Sydney, came back from California mm -hmm. for a couple of days. She's a traveling nurse. Now, I don't know if you oh. know this. I got all girls. All right. right. I got three girls. You know, Sydney's oldest. She's 28. Skylar's 25. And Samantha's 21. And then we got some dogs, right? No, grand, no, no grandkids, but just grand dogs. Mm -hmm. they're, they're great dogs. But I live in a house, man, with four women. And when they get together, they just double team up on me. <laughs> I'm seriously, they just, they just like, dad doesn't know anything. They just take advantage of me. They just, they try to like be the alpha in the house. I don't know why that is. Seriously, <laughs> man, when it comes to anything. And so I just sit in my chair. Do you think it's because they get that from you? <laughs> Do you think they get the competitive edge? I, Maybe I, a little I, bit. I, I, just, I think, I think they, they love and hate me because I, I, I have a pretty good life. 
I do. I kind of much. I call my own shots. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fortunate with some things, and I walk to my own beat, and uh, they kind of like that, but they hate it, you know, <laughs> because I'm like, this is my house. I run the rules here, right? Yeah. And so I sit in my chair and I do whatever, and I got some little things that they probably don't like. But anyway, they just try to bully me. I mean, my youngest daughter, Samantha, was in her last year of nursing school. She tries to bully me. I said, hey, I'm not your, I'm not your boyfriend, Justin. That's what I told <laughs> Anyway, I can go on tangents. But anyway, so they come back and they just, they just beat up on me. So I, I have to go to Judge Judy. No, my opinion is the only one that matters. It's true. No, for the most part. For the most part. I tried that. I, I, I want to think did you that. Try, did you try that? And they're just like, yeah, yeah whatever. It just doesn't they're go. They're like, yeah, whatever. Just, I, don't, I don't know if it's my delivery and, and whatever. I even try to get some support from people. It just doesn't go over that well. I think it's just kids. It's just what they do. Yeah, maybe. Only yeah, but I, you know, girls are different. And my, I know my girls are for sure. They, they, they challenge me all the time. Well, I got a four-year-old. She's already, yeah. you know, she's four going on, you know, seventeen. Yeah, I swear, the, all the sass. Even when it comes to football, they try anything. They try to challenge. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's okay. It happens. Okay. Uh, but so back to the running back situation. Yeah. With your top two running backs out, going back to Anthony Grant. We know what he can. We know what he can do. Yes. We know what he he offers you because we saw it last year. Mm-hmm. We saw him almost get a thousand yards early in the season. He was really strong. He kind of floundered a little bit towards the end of the season. It seemed I I don't know what it seemed like. It just something wasn't quite right with him towards the end of the season. Um, <laughs> but now you know it's a new season. I it's think, a new I, Anthony I, Grant. I think, I think I know. I don't think coaching has a lot to do with that mm-hmm. and how these kids prepare every day in practice. And in meetings. So uh, the, the offensive coordinator, what's his name again? Shatterfield or whatever. Right? Uh, Marcus Shatterfield. Yeah, Shatterfield. If I was pleased with what I saw last week. Mm-hmm. Now, if he can adapt and do what Coach White is doing on, other side of the, on the other side of football, mm-hmm. we're going to have a good chance. Because we have some decent players where you can have some really good results with. If, if, if the play calling is good, if the game plan is, is good and solid. And our quarterback play, I mean, all that stuff comes together. So I think we can slow the game down a little bit um, where we can be competitive and see him adapt with that offensive uh, you know, scheme week in and week out. Mm-hmm. So, so I was pleased with that. Like I said, I thought the first couple of series was, was excellent. I mean, things just hit right and they were wide yeah. open, you know, went too much contested stuff. But, but I was pleased with how he addressed the game. And uh, what I also like is that the two quarterbacks are similar. And what in their, in their skill set? Yes, that you can have the same game plan, and uh, and it's they, not like you have somebody who throws much better yeah. than the other person, but doesn't run yeah, quite which, as well. Which would have been different with Casey. Yes, Casey would have been here. You know, so that gets you more flu- fluidity throughout and more continuity that the players know what to expect, and you don't have a you don't have to go to a whole new game plan with stuff like that. So that can help Nebraska as far as preparation. Mm-hmm. The, the two running backs or the running back situation, I think they're decent enough where. Neither one of them, the separation between talent, I think, is that huge, mm-hmm. in my opinion, from what I've seen so far. Now, one may be bigger, stronger, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I think they, they do enough things similar, and they're about there's, – there's not a huge separation. So, as offensive coordinator, it's easier, it's easier to game plan week in and week out. So, uh, but we'll see how he does. We'll see. I'm really, I'm really excited to see what Anthony Grant can offer for Nebraska. Because again, well, we've seen he him. Was, he was he's great. Big back. He a, was great last season. He runs. He runs. I want to say it was great. He was great at the beginning of the season. Okay. He was. Le- uh, he, he was. He, gonna, he was leading work with you about this. No, he was no. leading the NCAA in rushing no, okay. for for about no. five weeks. 
He was the leading rusher okay. in the NCAA. As you're going to learn, I'm not a big statistic guy, but I look at talent. Now, when you, when you say great, now you're at Nebraska. Mm -hmm. okay? When you say great, you're talking like Mike Rozier, Amon Green, guys of that mm -hmm. nature. You know, oh, he wasn't, that's great. That's, that's, that's great. a different level no, of no, great. No, that's, no, that's great. There's no... Great, that's man. that's Nebraska great. This no, is just no, this is just great. No, that's that's well, it's better. Great. He's better. He was better than good. What's between good and great? Those guys were those guys were elite. That's what they were. Uh okay. Elite is great. Those guys were elite. Okay, I, okay, I give you that. Like I was a great quarterback. I don't know if I was. Someone makes I, I, I elite to me is like major award winning. Yeah. That's well, that was Rozier and then Amon and those Amon, guys. Amon, Amon wasn't well, Amon didn't know, but no. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Phillips was, a, was an elite player. Yeah. So that, that's a those guys were elite. That's a different thing. But even they're, they, they're not worthy of great. Just say good. I'm just. Well, I, I'm not saying that he's great, you know, well, you said, career, you but said, you said it was great. He was he was great at the beginning of the season last year. He so didn't he was fit, good. his his overall season was good. It was a solid year. Okay. But the first five games were great. And if things no. would have continued, no, it was. And if they if they would have kept running, because remember, he was getting like 20 some carries a game. And then yeah. towards the end of the season, they were like, you know, it'd be really cool if we passed the entire time and we I'm only gave Anthony Grant the ball this. like five times. I'm going to have a chat with you about this. Okay, we'll you talk about, we'll no, talk about uh, this in the break. No. We're going to go to okay. break right now and we'll, we'll come back a little bit more, uh, uh, maybe some defense, maybe a little bit more running back talk. But we'll kind of get into a little bit of a Louisiana Tech and, and uh, what we might see from them up next on Rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor.